Welcome to Launch It Girl, where business coach, marketing strategist, and ex-corporate leader, Kenzie Mackis, will show you how to launch, market, and scale a business and brand that feels authentically you, leveraging her proven framework for getting known, seen, and heard online so that you can overcome perfectionism, feelings of imposter syndrome and confusion, and finally launch yourself into a life full of abundance and freedom. Lemus, oh my gosh, I'm so, so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Launch It Girl podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to chat. This is going to be fun. Yeah, so fun. So Natalie is a coach and runs a seven-figure real estate company and is also the founder of Journey, which is a mindset coaching membership. And you do all the things, right? Mom life, married life, and you're like freaking killing it. But I want you to introduce yourself to my audience. Okay, awesome. Well, hello, audience. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm really excited to be here today just to have this conversation, and I, I know we're going to touch on all the things, all the good stuff. So a little bit about me. I run a live coaching membership. It's basically like a workout for your mindset every single day. I am pretty much just a normal person that just has crazy audacious dreams and gets after them each and every day. So I've had a lot of, you know, like we all have just baggage to work through. And I think the difference maybe between me and, and other people is I just had a lot of that baggage that pretty much brought me to my breaking point in 2017. And I was like, something has to change. And so from that moment, I just started to dive even deeper into mindset and my unconscious mind and hypnosis and spirituality. And I basically had an entire life transformation from that year. It's not like I, uh, you know, sold all my belongings and like became a monk and like moved to Thailand or anything. I pretty much look the same on the outside, but I'm 100% different on the inside. So that's a little bit more about me. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh. I really want to dive in to that point. If you would be willing to share, what was that like? What, what brought you up to 2017? What was, tell us a little bit about that journey and kind of that breaking point that allowed you to really completely transform your mind and you know everything else that led to that yeah well I think I lived my life as the pretty much like typical good girl you know like I was always the daughter that my parents could count on and I you know got straight A's and I strived and strived to to basically you know smooth things over and be a peacekeeper and be an achiever and Basically, you know, I valued my, my worth and my life based upon the applause that I would get from various things, whether that was performing in theater, whether that was getting good grades, what have you. And so that kind of element of, of who I was basically brought me into, you know, career life. And I joined my family's company in 2012. And within 18 months, my mom got really, really ill. She's doing a lot better now, thank God. But she got really ill and basically had to step away 100% from the business. And I was 24 and she just looked at me and she said, you're in charge. Like I have to figure out what's going on with my health. So that, um, you know, just fed right into my persona of being the one everyone could count on and making things happen. And, you know, it's fascinating because these qualities that served me and got me to where I was at the time into, you know, where I had my kind of, I guess you want to call it like Britney Spears breakdown, if you will, in 2017, you know, from the outside, it was like, 
you know, I had everything that I had ever wanted and everything that pretty much anyone would say that, that they would want, you know, a loving husband and a nice house and a growing business and, and all the things. And, but I got there out of a place of needing to prove to others who I was, I got there out of a place of, you know, just this deep emptiness and wanting to fill it, fill it with work, (laughs) workaholism, fill it with achievement, fill it with, uh, awards, fill it with just all these things. And so, and then once I kind of checked off my list, like, okay, I had, you know, we had reached a net worth of a million and we had, uh, you know, I, I had even specific things like the, the couch I wanted to buy. Like we had bought it. Okay. Like the, the freaking ring I wanted, like literally specific things, you know, we wanted to buy a property in the North end. Okay. Bought it. Like every single thing you know, a three week vacation in Europe, like it had all happened. And it was just out of a place of checking off these boxes, thinking that it would make me happy, thinking that it would, you know, fill that like emptiness that I had. And I was just kind of running from, but I didn't really know the root of that. And I didn't want to know the root of that. I was like, no, we'll just be over here. We'll just keep achieving. Like we're good. You know, like don't, I even went to counseling kind of or after having my baby this 2017 before kind of the, these radical transformation moments. And I was like, I just kind of spilled everything. I'm like, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, my mom, this, she's, you know, I help her with her health. I do this. And I'm like, so I don't really need to come back. Right. Like I'm good. And I never rebooked. I was like, I'm too busy for this. Like, I don't really need to bear my soul. Plus what are you going to do for me anyways? Like I'm good. Peace out. Bye. And, um, just kind of continued along until really like the rubber really hit the road in a really kind of scary way. So I don't know if that brings you up to see or you want me to keep going? Yeah, no, I love this. And I think we can kind of talk about a little bit, maybe if that was a moment or a course of days or months uh, that really, truly that breaking point. But I really, I resonate with this story and I, you know, we've been able to connect um, outside of this. So I'm familiar with your story and there's a lot of overlapping even from my backstory. Right. And it's a little bit different, but very similar. It's like, I had this sense of high achievement and I was sort of on this path for like, I'm on a mission to achieve, right? It was like, because of my, my upbringing and my childhood, I was destined to make something of myself. And it started this trajectory of like achieving, achieving, achieving. And like you, I realized I was checking those boxes, right? And it was like the more boxes that I was checking, the more unhappy I was and the more empty I felt. And I remember there was a moment for me that it was after my third baby. And I remember looking in the mirror and I was kind of passing myself and I looked at her and I was like, who is this? And I think that was that moment that I was like, this can't go any longer. And I think this is where the inner work starts, right? Like, I think we continue to, I love what you said. Like, I don't really want to know, or I didn't want to know what the root of that was. And I think deep down, we all sort of know most people aren't willing to go on that discovery of a learning or embodying some of the inner pieces, but also like unlearning a lot of what we've been taught or groomed to believe about ourselves, about things, about achievements and and stuff like that. And so I'm curious though, as far as that moment for you, that like leading up to that and the moment that you sort of, it looked, I think you said it was ugly. Can you describe, or would you be willing to be open about kind of that moment for you? Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's a thing called like grace and like this divine plan. And I don't really, I don't understand it fully. I don't know that I will ever understand it fully while I'm on earth. And yet there was 
this instance of in 2017 where, you know, I went to basically be a, be a speaker at this like life transformation business workshop for real estate agents. And I was, a the speaker for the little lunch. I had sponsored the lunch. I gave a little talk and I was in the throes of like postpartum. And I had kind of just realized like, holy crap, I really did check off all these boxes, but I'm still not happy. In fact, I'm like you said, like just totally unhappy because now I have no more boxes to strive for. I've, I've like done the thing I thought that it was impossible. And it was kind of this crowning thing about, you know, becoming a net worth millionaire. That was kind of the like tip for me of like, that's, that was like the the like the pinnacle, you know, and I'm like, this is so empty and meaningless. So I, I'm supposed to give this like inspirational talk right at this luncheon. And I'm like, I literally am like in my car and I'm still breastfeeding. So my breasts are like totally like engorged. And I, and I did not, I mean, I did not enjoy that feeling. And I don't think anybody does of like the milk coming down. I can remember it literally like it was yesterday. feels like violin strings, like in your boobs. So I'm like, and I'm like, I'm at my lowest. And at this point, my mom had 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 a surgery. She was in the hospital as a quadriplegic. She has had a full recovery now. It's like a miraculous story. But at that time, you know, it was like brand new mom, whatever. And so I walk in and I give this talk and like literally, Kenzie, I can tell you that I don't remember what I said. I just like blacked out. I was like, if you want things in your life, you can get them and you have to want them enough and take actions. Like, I don't know what I said. But then afterwards, the, 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 the coach that was there the whole day, I was just the lunch portion. He came up to me and he saw me on my way, you know, getting in my car. And I just wanted to get out of there because I had to pump and my breast, the whole engorgement thing. And he's like, he's like, Natalie. And he's like, you know, his name was James. And he says, you know, I got to tell you something. He's like, what you just did up there was awesome. And he's like, you're a coach, you're a speaker. You should, you should come on the road. You should be one of us and come on the road and do this speaking and, and do these basically seminars. And literally in my head, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like I literally was like, wanted to be like, okay, so I have postpartum anxiety. Like I am like having like psychotic moments right now. Like I cry every single day. Like people just think that I'm okay, but I am not okay. And I was just like, oh, well, that's wonderful that you think that. I'm sorry. I have to run. Like I have a newborn baby. So, you know, I don't know if he was that newborn March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So he was like seven months old. First whole year, like, should be considered newborn, right? You're like in this major fog. <laughs> Literally, I think the first like 18 months. So maybe, maybe more. I don't even know. So <laughs> I get in my car and I like go home, whatever. And that night, um, Ugo and I are in bed, and I—that's my husband. His name's Hugo, but I, we speak Spanish at home, so it's Ugo. First, I immediately, when I get in the car, I immediately call Greg, who has been working in our business for now 18 years. And I was like, Greg, I was like, James says I should be this like speaker and go on the road and, and do this. I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right? Like you've never heard something more dumb. Like, of course I wouldn't do that. I have a newborn baby and I, I, I own this business now. Like that's dumb. And he just pauses and he says, no. He's like, you already are that person. He's like, you just need to go out and be it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, that's ridiculous. And I, so I hung the phone and then that night, then Ugo and I are in bed and um, I say, I tell him what had happened and he just like looks at me and he just says the same thing that Greg said. He said, you already are that person. You just need to go out and be it. And he's like, I support you. He's, he had decided that he wanted to stay home with Tino 
for his first year of, of life. And um, so he's like, you should do it. And I was like, but what about Tino? And what about this? And what about that? And he's like, I just feel like you should do it. Probably looking back now, he's probably like, this was going to save my wife because she needs something. We got to get her out the house. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, um, and so then I feel like, you know, it was six months late, six months went by and I never filled out that application. Never filled it out. I was just wow. like, no. And Ugo would ask me and he'd be like, fill out the app. Like you should do it. And I was like, no, like absolutely not. No. And then finally, you know, I just didn't feel like I was worth enough. I didn't feel like I was smart enough, good enough. I didn't feel like I was capable enough. I didn't feel like, like I knew enough. I felt like I was lack of confidence. And I think the biggest thing of all was that I felt like if I was seen, I'd be ridiculed. If I'm seen, then I'm ridiculed and, and bad things happen to me. And that comes from a lot of, a lot of baggage that I didn't even recognize at that point. And so one day he locks me in his office and he's like, you're going to fill this out. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, you have to. And so I filled it out and I come out and I'm like, Ugo, I'm like, I filled it out, but I did a horrible job. I'm not going to get a call for it. And I remember telling, I had a coach at the time. I remember telling her, like I told her, I, I never told her this story at all because I didn't want her to force me to do it. Right. So, so I kept it hidden. Great, great coaching client right here. <laughs> a plus. And, uh, I told her, I'm like, Hey, Ashley, that's why I applied to be a bold coach and travel around the U S and out of, you know, I think it's out of like 180,000 Keller Williams agents, only 50 people get to do this. And she was like, I didn't think that you wanted to do that. I could tell in her voice, like she didn't really think that that was like aligned or good for me, or she didn't say it, but her tone was kind of like, really, you're going to do that? Like kind of like not vibing. And I was like, see, I knew it was, a, I knew it was a bad idea and whatever. So just fast forwarding the story, I, I end up getting called for an audition. I go down there. I, I do my audition. I, I, I practice and I didn't practice a ton. I was kind of like, you know, I was just, I don't know if you've ever been probably after that third kid moment where you're just kind of in that take it or leave it stage. You know, you're just like, this is who I am. Like I am barely freaking surviving right now, y'all. So that's the stage I was in. So I just kind of like roll in. I'm like, you know what? It is, it is freaking what it is. And, and the guy says to me, he was like this 65 year old little guy from Texas, you know, God bless him. And he said, I don't think he'd ever seen anyone my age trying to audition for this. And he goes, you know, you did okay. Meanwhile, the other girls that were like 22 were like crying. And he's like, you did okay. He's like, but you're kind of boring. And your voice is really monotone. I was like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And so then at that moment, I was like, I freaking knew it. I shouldn't have done this. I embarrassed myself. I wasted my money to come to Texas. You had to fly there on your own dime. And I was like, I, I knew it. I'm spending time away from my baby. Like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, who do I think I am? Type thing. So I go in my hotel room. And anyways, long story short, the guy that, that said that was a friend of somebody that I know. And I guess he had texted her and said, Natalie um, passed. But I was like, I didn't. I was like, how could that be? He said I was boring. So I don't know if that was a test or I don't know. I still to this day do not understand that. But and then I traveled around the U.S. I, I don't know how many locations I went to, but it was an amazing experience. And through that journey, through being on the road, being alone, through being in hotel rooms and airports and airplanes, and I kind of began to nurse myself back to life. Like I began to write in my journal. I cry. I, I remember one airplane ride. I just listened to this one song on repeat for the entire ride. I was just sobbing. The person next to me probably thought, what? 
is this little girl gonna have a mental freaking breakdown? I was like, you don't even know, you don't even know. Kind of like slowly, 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 I just began to, to dive into books and journaling. And I just began to understand myself at a deeper level. And I really came to realize that my main core belief around being seen and then having that ridicule or having bad things happen when I shine or am different or am, you know, standing out from the crowd, you know, that's kind of in my head. Uh, that's what got me in trouble in the past. So I was molested as a kid and then I was raped when I was 18. So when, because I, I went to Ecuador for a, a youth exchange and, you know, I was just so confident and so, uh, you know, felt like the world was my oyster, you know what I mean? And so that those experiences really just branded in my mind that, you know, don't, don't be seen, don't be different, don't shine, don't stand out because look what happens. And so all of this experience of showing up and being seen, and it's really taken me to have to, you know, do a lot of inner work to step into my calling and step into who God created me to be. And um, I'm a really spiritual person. So I actually believe that when we have bad things or whatever happened to us, and then we create these beliefs around them. I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, it's, it's of the darkness, you know, the darkness doesn't want us to step into the light because as we do that, then we unconsciously give permission to others to do the same and it creates a ripple effect in the world. And so now that I'm, you know, on the other side of that, not, I mean, of course I have days where it still creeps up and yet um, just, having the knowledge and the awareness of like, no darkness, like you're not going to keep me silent and afraid anymore. Like I'm going to show up and step up and step into the light. Like I was created to do. And everyone is not just like a Natalie thing. It's, it's everyone listening. And that's what we do for each other. When we begin to liberate ourselves from, from the dark. So good. Oh my gosh. Like I would, so many emotions just pulling me in I think there's so much to unpack here, but thank you for being so vulnerable and raw. And I think a lot of people can resonate this. I think for one, it's like not, or afraid of being seen or not feeling good enough or that worthiness piece. That's huge, especially in, in women. And especially for newer entrepreneurs that are stepping into new territory. If we have these um, beliefs these stories that were either consciously or unconsciously going on in our head, we're going to get validation from the universe, from God, whatever, that that's true. Right. And so it's con it's a constant shift in energy and focus to ensure that we're staying in alignment with our truest self. And I think that was probably how you were able to really manifest these things in your life because you were constantly shifting that focus and so that I, I love it. What a, what a powerful story. Thank you for sharing. Oh, I was going to say one of the things that, that really, really, really like world changing, world shifting paradigm, moving experiences that I had during this time, because this is a continuous journey. Like I'm not, I'm not like over here, like I've arrived. Like I literally have like a, I, they're called breakthrough sessions. I have a breakthrough session next week and I'm really excited about it. And I'm ready to step into just an even more, can you say more fuller? No. And even fuller, can you say that? An even more embodied, more full, just expression of me, how I was created to be. And so I had this breakthrough session in March of 2019. And that revealed to me these repressed memories that I didn't even see. I wasn't aware on a conscious level of the, 
you know, childhood sexual abuse until March, 2019. And I mean, but it was running my life. The story that, that, that came out of that, that experience was running my life and keeping me small and keeping me afraid and keeping me full of anxiety and keeping me performing and keeping me all the things. And, you know, so I had that breakthrough session and I walked out of there with such intent and intense clarity. It was like, I recently heard this quote and it just resonates with me so much. A memory without an emotional charge is called wisdom. Mm. So that's what that experience did. And then from there, I was like, I have to learn how to do this. Like I was like a maniac. So I basically forced the guy, <laughs> this sounds really intense, but I did. I, I just like went to his office and I'm like, so when are, when are you going to teach me this? I'm like, how, how's this day, this day or this day? And he's like, well, I don't know. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, how's this day, this day or this day? I'm like, you name the price. Like, I don't, whatever it is, like, I will pay you teach me. And so he taught me. And to date, I think I've done 40 of these sessions for people. It's been, it's, I could cry just even I've done ages 17 to 74. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. And what do you think? So, and this is the problem I think, well, just in society uh, in general is that we're just tackling surface level thing, the doing the symptoms, the band-aids, right. And especially when it comes to building a business, it's like, well, what do I need to do? What is the strategy? What is the tactic? Right. I just tell me what to do. And that's really only going to move the needle like if at all of, of a fraction, because you're not really uncovering the inner self and also really tapping into that most powerful version of yourself. And so this is something that I really try and I know you do as well, like really integrate into your coaching practice because yeah, like we can talk strategies. Like I love strategy, um, but I will never be able to get any or help anybody get results if they continue to live under, like you said, this, uh, you know, on the surface level and not really tapping in to what's happening, um, unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, a lot of that moves into the consciously as well. And so tell me what that looks like, even in your coaching practice, aside from doing these breakthrough sessions, what does that look like when, um, clients are coming to you and they're asking for a strategy? Um, how do you, how do you help them uncover what's really holding them back? Well, that's a huge question because there's so many modalities that I do use in coaching. I just got off a call just right before this one with a client. She's in real estate and, you know, she, she, so the first part of my coaching is the breakthrough session, which is, you know, four and a half hours. It's a deep dive. You're in a trance state, which is the state where we can access your unconscious mind. And so from there we basically dig up and it's an uncomfortable process. Like no lie, you know, we dig up all of the events, um, that have shaped your beliefs. And because, because you're in a trance state or a relaxed state, if you will, meditative or hypnotic state. And, and that kind of freaks people out, but we're in, we're in trance like states all of the time. When you, when we drive, we're in a trance. When we brush our teeth, we're in a trance. When we shower, we're in a trance. What's a trance is just a habitual like brainwave state that where we're in complete relaxation and open to suggestion. So anyways, we, we identify all of the experiences that have shaped and basically the root experiences that have that where that anger first came in, where that anxiety first came in, where that guilt first came in, where that um, fear, sadness, and hurt 
first came in. And then from there, you know, I would just take them through this entire process. Like I said, it's four and a half hours and we then create basically a new paradigm, a new reality. And I've had people that have had sessions that, that have had chronic migraines go away for forever. I've had somebody with like continuous back ache go away forever. Someone with chronic anxiety go away forever. I've had another person that was, she said I was suicidal and I was on my last leg and now I have hope to live again. And she's a business, all these people are business owners. And so um, you are 100% right when you say that strategy will only take us that far because in my own business, when I purchased it in 2017, I had been running it since 2012 or I guess mid 2013 when my mom stepped away. But I mean, I'm, I'll be straight with you. Like, even though we had lots of clients, even though this and that, like our profitability was, you know, just a little bit over six figures, which, you know, is not that much for running a business and how large it was at the time. And I felt like this isn't, this isn't worth it. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And once I'm, I'm telling you, March, 2019, once that, that I had that huge shift of the baggage from that breakthrough session, it was like the war, the, just like the, it was like the freaking heavens parted. And I mean, we've, you know, I, I want to say like eight X our, our original profitability, which is insane. And people always ask me like, what was it? What happened What this, what that It was just the inner work. It is the inner work. The inner work is everything. So one of the things, so breakthrough session, yes. And then just on the ongoing calls, like just got the call today. And, you know, my client is in the beginning, very, very new entrepreneur, very nervous, very anxiety ridden, very, you know, carrying all the baggage from her childhood about, you know, bad things happen at any, at any time. You always have to be on alert and all this stuff. All right. So we worked through most of that in the, in the, well, I'd say pretty much all of that through the, through the breakthrough session, like it's gone. Cool. Now things are starting to pop, but then guess what happens? Overwhelm like overwhelm. Now it's like now overwhelm. So then what do we do in overwhelm? Oh, we go back to our, to our old state of being. We go back to that anxiety and, Oh, what if, what if this, these good things that are happening, what if it all falls apart? What if these, you know, things that I've been working on, what if they don't come to fruition? So then we get into anxiety mode again. But the interesting thing was, and how I coached her today was I just said, you know, go back and I want you to embody like what was she thinking and feeling and how was she acting when she was, you know, stepping on those phones and make it happen and, and starting to, to basically step into the fullness of, of her own CEO power. I know it's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't like things that sound so trite, but I don't know any other way to say it. Um, the badass version of herself. And she started to talk about that. And I was like, okay, so that person can deal with what's going on right now. The person that you're showing up as is that old, like, I just call it like a wilted flower. Like you're showing up as a wilted flower, but that's the thing. We all have these different versions of ourselves. Like I could be a wilted flower. I mean, I had a wilted flower moment yesterday, like for goodness sakes, you know, I was like, I am so wilted. Like in the, in the state of where we're at, like it's, it's going to surface more right with the unknown um, and all the things that are happening. And so we really have to learn how to manage that or continue to evaluate our ways of being, um, and manage and monitor the stories, the mindset, um, especially when everybody's in a state of fear. Well, I think so much of it has to do with what we're ingesting, what we're consuming. And I don't mean food. I mean, what we're taking in into our belief system. Like right now, my, my revelation this morning in my meditation was saturate, 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 saturate with goodness, saturate, saturate, saturate. So saturate with goodness. Like, 
like if my eyes are constantly, because here's the thing, I would be the first person to say, oh, reading articles about sex trafficking doesn't bother me or doesn't affect me. Like it's, I just need to be informed or reading articles about COVID or reading articles about, you know, the businesses that are shutting down or the economic impacts. Like I just need to be informed. And like, I have, you know, I have like a hedge around me. Like I am protected. Like I am, you know, in God's grace, like no harm's going to come my way type thing. But here's the real deal. Like I'm a human. This is me talking to me. This was literally me like this morning and yesterday. Like I'm a human and my unconscious mind does not, does not have a filter. It does not say, yo, reading this is good for you or yo, this is happening to other people, but not you. So when I am constantly meditating, ingesting and putting my focus, my eyeballs on things that do not serve me, even though on a conscious level, I might not see or feel the effects it is affecting me. It's affecting you. It's affecting whoever is putting their eyes. So I was just like, I got to divert my eyes. So I deleted my social media apps off my phone. I still have to check them and stuff on my uh, browser, but that's, I, that's not like, I don't have my computer in my bed. I don't have, you know, it on the toilet with, you know, so I deleted my apps and, um, and I'm like, okay, so God show me, show me. And so what I heard today was just saturate with goodness. So you know, today, like I, I listen to inspirational content on YouTube. Sometimes I listen to, um, freaking love Esther Hicks. And sometimes I'll listen to like a sermon, you know, like I'm kind of, you know, I, I just can translate what people are saying into my own, you know, into my own faith. And so I don't get triggered or anything. I pretty much, people are saying the same things, just maybe with a little bit different words sometimes. So, you know, someday I'll listen to Abraham and Esther and other days I'll be listening to like uh, Kenneth Copeland, who's like a, I don't even know, like a Southern preacher you know, or TD Jakes or sometimes Tony Robbins, you know, or Jarek Robbins, who's my coach, Tony's son. And then, and then, you know, and then I read my Bible this morning and, you know, I did some journaling, like saturate, saturate, saturate. When the, when the collective consciousness is holding so much fear, holding so much uncertainty, that's when we as leaders, we're actually going against the grain energetically because the energetic, like, collective is going in one way and we're actually working like against that grain. So we have to be diligent around what we are consuming with our eyes. And it's yeah. so important oh because gosh. our energetic state is everything. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I love that you pointed that out. Like you said, it's not just food, right? So there's a lot of health conscious people that are very, um, really, really good about what they put in their bodies. Um, but they don't consider the, the mindset piece and what they're putting in their minds. It's the same thing, right? It's toxic and worse. We're unconsciously aware of the impacts, right? Like when you eat gross food or when you know what you're putting in your body, you already have that trigger, but for the consuming of the information and all the things right now, it is so awful. It's so bad for us as a collective, like you said. And I love that you point that out and really giving us that, what that looks like from an implementation perspective, because a lot of people will say, oh, I just need to stop getting off social. Sure. There's a lot of things you should stop, but what are you going to do to replace in order to really feed your mind the things that it needs to? And I love, I love that you shared that with us. The other thing I wanted to talk about is you said something about being, and I talk a lot about this concept of be do have. And I think collectively we operate from the outside in. So it's that achievement model, right? Like I need to do all these things in order to be happy, right? I need to achieve all these things in order to have success. 
but rather we're shifting that on its head and it's like, I'm just going to show up as that person today. I'm not going to wait for the validation or the feedback. I'm going to show up as that leader. I'm going to show up as that, you know, six figure business owner, seven figure business owner. This is who I'm going to be today. And as a byproduct of that, things continue to happen in your life because you're accepting that role and the universe will then deliver accordingly because you're showing up. And I would love for you, like, what did that look like for you? Cause I know you're really good at your being mentality, right? It doesn't matter the doing, but I'm being. And so tell us like from a day-to-day perspective, what does that feel like to be that leader, to be the coach, to be wealthy? Like, how does that mean to show up for you? Oh my God. Okay. I think it, okay. It feels uncomfortable hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Not the answer is probably people were thinking. It no. literally feels uncomfortable 100% of the time. When I begin to feel comfortable, I've tr- I think I've just trained my neurology. I get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, like I just, it doesn't, I don't understand. Like when I begin to feel comfortable, that's when I'm like, something is wrong here because that means I'm not growing. That means that I'm not evolving. That means I'm actually going backwards. And so it feels uncomfortable all of the time. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't know, like that sounds like so trite, but of course I do know what I'm doing in in some aspects, but here's what I do. Okay. This is like my thing. So I imagine my ideal scenario where I want to be. Okay. What, what is it that would really just light me up? And Then I also meditate and I just ask God, like, what is your will for my life? I just want to serve you. I want to be, I really just want to be in flow every day and have like, and just be of service. So I just say like, show me how I can use my gifts to the greatest ability to my, to the greatest ability that I can affect and and help the most amount of people possible. And whether that's one human, whether it's 10,000, I don't know. I'm just here to show up and serve. So then I like get a mental picture of that. Like, what does that look like? What type of car am I driving? What house am I living in? Like, you know, how do I spend my days? I actually just, because of this, what I'm walking you through right now, I just, um, I've probably been, it's probably been what a month and a half or so that I have decided to, I mean, I decided and then implemented like the very next day where I work six hours a day and, um, most days, I mean, granted there are some days where I, I work more, but I go into the office around 1145 or 1230 every day. And I work out at like 915 in the morning, 915 to 1015. And then I like have breakfast with Ugo and that came out of what I'm talking about. So, so I say like, what's the most beautiful, what's the most amazing, this ideal version of, of me walking in my gifts of me feeling what's the most important is the the energetic feelings there. Like of me feeling totally abundant of me feeling totally supported, totally guided and totally in flow. Like what would be there? What would I be seeing? And I just get really saturated in that moment with my eyes closed. I do lots of visualizations and we do tons of visualizations on the journey. And, um, so with my eyes closed, I get there and I get super, super clear on that vision. And then I say, how would I be acting now? If this was already true, Mm. how, how would this Natalie tackle this problem or this challenge? Or what would she think about her business right now, or how would she spend her time or what type of appointments would she take or go on or things like that? What type of help would she hire? I think that's a huge one. And so then I just do my very best to do whatever the answer tells me. So, you know, and, and 
it told me that she would be playing a lot more and she would be just a lot more um, like free flowing, like, ha like happier. She just have more joy. She wouldn't be so like, cause I mean, before I was working, you know, 8am to, to 6.30 PM, like with zero breaks, like literally barely my, my assistant would get so mad at me because like barely enough time to pee like that, you know, I wouldn't even get up to get water. Like he'd bring me on my water and my snacks. It was ridiculous. And so, you know, and, and, and that was how I was, you know, one and a half months ago, but I've had a shift and I, I've just, even though it's so uncomfortable, cause I'm like, Oh my God, get this. Yeah, it is. I love that you point that out for one uncomfortability. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable with uncomfortable. Oh my God. And this is where people stall out because like, this is really uncomfortable. This must be wrong. They think that's an indicator that they're on the wrong path. When I'm always like fear, like lean into that fear, lean into that uncomfort. You're on the right path. But I love what you say about what would Natalie do in that moment? Um, because I think the problem is most entrepreneurs are operating their business from the current state of being, but you can't make, you know, that first big milestone is making it to six figures. And most entrepreneurs never really get there because they're making decisions from four figure business, right? And you have to elevate your thinking. You have to elevate your way of being. And this means making bigger decisions, making that feeling, bringing up the feeling of what that feels like to be a six figure business owner and operate from that space rather than the hustling and the chasing and the broke mental state. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, it's so frustrating because no, it's not, for, I, I, I feel for people because this is something the majority of people will never understand is really bringing up those feelings, the visualization portion of that and what it means to actually be the person you want to become. And you don't have to wait for all the things yet. You can show up as her today and really, like you said, bring up those feelings. And I love that you show us what that looks like for you and the fact that it's uncomfortable. And I think it's not often mentioned that, yeah, growth is uncomfortable, but what do you- I'm uncomfortable to? literally every day. Like yesterday I sent a proposal out for, cause I still, I still do the sales function in my real estate property management business. Every, all the other, I would, we have like 30 employees. And so, but the sales function is still- primarily me. And so I just sent out a, a big proposal last night for a hundred units that they're building in Caldwell. I mean, literally you guys, I'm like staring at the computer and like, I shouldn't send this like probably sucks. Like I probably won't get it anyways. I, I will, you know, Oh, I don't know. Like I don't have the team in place for this yet. And then finally I'm just like, Oh my God, it's like too late. I already I have a headache. Cause I've sat here all like last like hour, like freaking like going back and forth in my head and like fighting it. I was just like, you know what, Mr. Smith, that's not his name, but you know, I'm like, this is going to be good enough for you. And the energy, I was like, you know what? I trust that I did the best I could within this given moment. And you know, whatever happens, I'm going to learn from it. And there's going to be more opportunities. There's always more opportunities. It's not like you don't get like one chance at that. You'll always have more. So, so yeah, I just sent it, and, but it's every day. Like literally every day. And if I have too many days with not like a lot of pushing myself and being uncomfortable, then I'm like, Oh girl, you got a problem. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. And I love this idea of leaning into uncomfort, making sure we're like, we're not going to stay in the pretty zone, right? We're not going to step in the, we're not going to stay in the comfort zone and really continuing to reach for more. And I think, Oh, here's the thing. So we waste so much time. Most people waste so much time in the energy of not feeling good enough, 
like it's not good enough, right? It's not perfect enough. And like you said, even just sitting there at that moment at your computer, not even ready to press the send button, it's that like at scale for most people, not doing the thing and like wasting so much time, like second guessing themselves and like comparing themselves to others and being like, I'm not good enough. And like, yeah, I think there's so much time wasted. So like how much time could you save if you just like elevate yourself, you go for it and you stop worrying so much about the external things, right? Yeah. That's why I honestly, so, so here, here's the deal. And I love that you said, I love that you said this. So, okay. Our unconscious mind actually has to keep, um, I like to visualize it as like plates spinning. So when we have these limiting, I don't call them limiting beliefs or limiting decisions because we decided, I decided at one point that being molested meant I had to never shine again. Like I, that was a decision. I could have meant that I could have, I could have decided a lot of other things. I could have decided that it meant that, you know, uh, I don't know, but I, that was the thing I decided. So we decide these things because of these events with unresolved negative emotion. That's what happens. We have an event from age zero to seven and during the programming phase, it has unresolved negative emotion. Therefore we create a decision based on that unresolved negative emotion, but it's, it's still playing. It's like a disc that's just playing in the background. And so what happens is, is that that comparing to others and whatever's showing up now in the 40, 50, 30 year old version of, of you, it's because your unconscious mind has to keep that tape going. And the, the, the reason why is because it has unresolved negative emotion. And what I always tell my clients during the breakthrough session is one amazing thing that they're going to notice is that because all of those negative emotions will become resolved through the session, Therefore, they experience a major surge of energy because their unconscious mind no longer has to keep all of those limiting decisions going. They don't, it doesn't have to keep all those tapes running in the background. It literally, we destroy all of those tapes. And so therefore, all that energy, all that life force becomes rushing back into you now for creation, now for moving forward, now for propelling you in the direction of your dreams versus how it was before, which is continually playing and playing over and over, stagnating you, holding you back, keeping you stuck, keeping you small. That was that right there is probably like, there's so many amazing things about the breakthrough, but that right there is like the thing that I've seen just, you know, in myself and in everyone, they, they just text me and they're like, I never had this much energy in my life. Like I can just get things done. It's amazing. I have no procrastination. Like it's gone. And that is just so cool. It's because energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred or transformed. And so that energy, yeah. So that energy has to be transformed into something else productive rather than destructive energy. Oh, that is so good. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for, I love that you call it limiting decisions. I've never heard that before, but that totally makes sense. And there's those moments that I think, like you said, unconsciously we're making those decisions, which is manifesting in all areas of our lives, right? Business, life, whatever, marriage, parenthood, like, hello. So I love that you said that. Okay. I want to wrap up this, Natalie, this has been so good. I think this is really the work that will go the furthest for anybody, right? Like we said earlier, it's important to have strategies. Like we really like strategy, but we got to do the inner work first guys. And like, 
often I find most entrepreneurs start with the strategy and then they discover this other, this other side, which is so great. And sometimes you just have to go through the messy and to discover and kind of what this means to do the inner work. And like, this is so important and I'm so glad you brought this to light. And I'm so excited for my listeners to really hear this and what this looks like from an implementation perspective, right? Cause this isn't fluff. Like this is, this is magic and this is going to change your business, change your life, change all the things. So thank you so much for being here. I would love to make sure that you share uh, with my listeners where they can find you and really like how to connect with you. Oh, awesome. Okay. So Instagram is where we're at. So it's Natalie underscore Lemus is my handle. And yeah, I'd love to, you know, if any of your listeners want a free seven day trial of the journey, they can get that on go Natalie forward slash the journey. And I, we'd love to have them come. It's we're live uh, from eight to eight thirty AM every Monday through Friday. So, okay. Yeah. I'll drop the link in the show notes for that. That sounds so great. Again, really focusing on equipping. It sounds like entrepreneurs with that mindset work, with the inner work and really transforming that mm-hmm. energy, transcending that energy into such great work. And I love really this concept of continuing to walk in the light. And right now, collectively, we need that. We need our leaders to step up and thank you for being that leader and showing us really what this looks like. So I appreciate your time and your wisdom. And I just, I just love, I love you girl. It's so great to have you here. I love you too. And thank you for stepping into your, into your light too. Cause I, I know it's been a journey. I, I read your posts. I think you're a beautiful, wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad that the interwebs connected us. Yes. So good. All right, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.